listening to Mind and Matter, a mindfulness podcast from Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare. Join us twice a month for new episodes covering all things mindfulness and mental health. Together, we'll create connection, conversation, and community. For more information and resources, visit us online at www.cascadiabhc.org. Enjoy the episode! Before the start of this episode, we want to recognize that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to healthcare. Before seeking treatment, it is important to consult with your trusted healthcare provider and to reflect on your own physical, mental, and behavioral health needs as an individual to ensure you are receiving the best care for you. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to Mind & Matter, a mindfulness podcast creating connection, conversation, and community. Presented by Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare. My name is Allie Fitch and I am your host for today's episode. Today we have a special episode for you all in honor of May being Mental Health Awareness Month. I am your guest today as well as your host. We thought this would be a great opportunity to share with you all a little bit more about the work I do here at Cascadia with Mental Health First Aid. So to get started, I thought it would be great to talk a little bit more about my background and kind of how I ended up here at Cascadia as a mental health first aid facilitator. I studied psychology in college. I just graduated with a bachelor's from University of California, Santa Cruz. Go banana slugs. And there I found a really big interest of mine in clinical and social psychology. Um, I was given the opportunity to work with a reentry program in Santa Cruz where I was um, helping people who were just newly released from the county jail or prison to find resources such as um, jobs or housing. Um, We worked on things like resumes and applications and different things like that. And also through that reentry work, I was able to facilitate classes at the county jails um, I was teaching classes at the all men's facilities as well as the all women's facilities. And this was really the beginning of this work um, around mental health, but also um, this work with connecting with diverse groups of people that I maybe didn't have um, access to work with in previous experiences. Um, coming from the Bay Area, it can be very sheltered and almost like you're living in a bubble and you don't really know what's out there until you physically move outside of it. Um, And understanding that Santa Cruz is not necessarily super far from the Bay Area or it's basically included in the Bay Area, but I was able to have different experiences and learning opportunities that allowed me to open up to um, these different groups of people that I actually really enjoy working with and have really informed um, my future career path and future studies in psychology. So this reentry work really sparked my interest in social justice and thinking about equity and access as it comes to mental health resources and different levels and ways of treatment and things like that. And also during my last year of college, as I was going through different changes in my own personal life, I was experiencing my own mental health challenges. And um, I sought traditional care, such as therapy and counseling, Um, but I also learned to adopt some different self-care methods as well, such as meditation 
and walking and yoga that really, really helped me process and um, overcome and work through some of the challenges that I was facing. So this combination of doing this work um, in the nonprofit world um, that had to do with mental health and well-being, as well as going through my own personal experience with things, really influenced my decision to end up here in Portland um, as an AmeriCorps member and facilitating the mental health first aid trainings. Um, I was really looking forward to becoming certified in mental health first aid because it is such a great training um, that really focuses on all different facets of mental health and well-being, covering things like stigma and shame, um, acknowledging the different barriers that people face when accessing mental health care and treatment, um, as well as outlining um, the, some different mental health challenges, being able to recognize signs and symptoms, and learning how to really support um, individuals and folks who are experiencing a mental health challenge um, or experiencing a mental health crisis. Um, this kind of training is so important for everybody to go through and mental health first aid makes it accessible and easy to folks to be trained, to gain knowledge, to be informed on how to safely and supportively work with people who are experiencing a mental health challenge or a mental health crisis. Um, this training, even though I studied psychology, really opened up my knowledge around mental health and different mental health challenges that maybe I didn't have a clear understanding around before. Um, this mental health first aid is actually an international curriculum. Um, it was founded in Australia by this couple. Um, and since then, it's grown in so many different ways, and it's being used in so many different countries as well. Um, also, there is a Spanish version of it as well, which is really great that they've been able to reach um, different populations, so certain languages are no longer a barrier to receiving this training, um, which is always great news to hear. Um, the Mental Health First Aid has a few different kinds of curriculum. Um, the two traditional ones are the Youth Mental Health First Aid, which focuses on the mental health of youth and adolescents. So this kind of training would be really great for people who are consistently working with children and youth. So educators um, or counselors who work with children, um, even parents or neighbors or community members that are often interacting with kids. And the second traditional training is the adult mental health first aid training, which is the one that I am trained in as a facilitator for. So this focuses on um, the mental health of adults. Um, so it covers things like I mentioned before, such as stigma, barriers, and um, outlining different signs and symptoms of various mental health challenges. Um, and this training is great for anybody. I think we all interact with adults at some point in our lives, whether that's our parents, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, our coworkers, um, anything. So this is a really great training for anybody that is looking for a better understanding of mental health and how to better support um, people experiencing a mental health challenge. Um, 
even though we can be educated or experienced in the mental health field, I think we all carry inherent biases around mental health. Um, and what are the correct or right ways to treat it or to look at it um, or to think about it. And this mental health training really opens that up and it makes you realize the different ways that people can experience a mental health challenge and the different ways that people can feel supported and seek treatment for a mental health challenge. So this has been a really great training for me to not only go through, but also become a facilitator for. And um, the third training that um, National Council just recently announced is there's going to be a teen mental health first aid. So this is designed for teens to um, become aware of how to support their own peers experiencing a mental health challenge. And I think it covers different mental health challenges that are more relevant or um, show up in higher numbers at that adolescent age. Um, so things like eating disorders and um, various mental health challenges such as that. So it's really great to see National Council expanding the mental health first aid curriculum, um, becoming more culturally sensitive and aware, um, and also including new sections such as self-care, which has been so great to explore and to teach during the mental health first training, mental health first aid trainings that I have led. Um, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, self-care is a huge part of my own life, and being able to share this with others has been so great. And I've learned so much about what self-care can mean um, and the different ways that people can practice it. Although mental health first aid has made these great improvements and in including sections that are more culturally relevant um, to different folks or that include important things like self-care, I think it's always important to acknowledge that um, there's room for more growth and there's room to make it more accessible and approachable to different folks and different populations. Um, through my time here at Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare, I have also had the opportunity of partnering and collaborating with different nonprofit organizations. Um, and currently, I'm developing and facilitating a mental health peer support training with a local nonprofit called C3PO. C3PO is start or was started during the start of the pandemic and they serve people experiencing houselessness. They've been able to set up these different villages um, where these folks can live safely in their own tiny home in these communities of people um, and have a shelter and be safe, hopefully, from um, COVID. Um, this has been a great opportunity for me working with a different population than I have before. And it's been such a special opportunity because I have been developing this training in collaboration with some of the villagers. So these people who are experiencing houselessness, they have been able to share their experience in this training and have been able to have a voice in developing this training that is ultimately for these people that they are living with. Um, I think this is so important to 
have in all of our healthcare and in all of our systems is working in collaboration with the people that we are serving in our own communities. Um, I think often times um, certain voices of people are left behind or not valued to the same degree as others. And I think now it's important to stop that cycle and to really intentionally collaborate and include the experiences, the stories, the histories of these folks that we are serving and working directly with. Um, they often hold the answers of how to support them in the best way possible that is relevant to the experience and that resonates with their background and their stories and their needs. Um, so this has been such a cool experience working with these folks, um, as I have also co-facilitated some of the trainings with the villagers as well, um, which has really been really great to see these people kind of come out of their shell and to speak in front of these large crowds and share their experiences with mental health, um, sharing some of the stories that they have um, around stigma and shame of mental health in their own community and some of the barriers that these folks um, encounter when looking for treatment or looking for care um, or asking for help around mental health and mental well-being. Um, I think that's the most important part of this collaborative effort is recognizing that different populations of folks face various barriers um, that cannot always be captured in a general um, mental health training. Um, so that has been a really great learning opportunity for me as well to become aware of these different resources and these different ways that these folks overcome these barriers um, or seek help in their own way. That is not, no less than the ways that I was maybe taught in school. So that has been a really cool thing to work with these folks, and I hope our relationship with C3PO continues um, and we're, we will be able to work collaboratively with them um, for as long as we can. Um, so at Cascadia, I have really been able to open up different doors as well um, around mental health. And um, even just with this podcast, it has been such a cool thing to be able to explore mental health as it relates to mindfulness and spirituality. Um, three things that are really valuable to me and my own personal life and own journey with mental health and well-being. Um, I've felt so supported here in my projects that I have been doing, and I feel so grateful that I have this space and the opportunity to um, do work that is informed by my interests and my passions and um, being surrounded by such a great community, a diverse community of people where I have just been learning. Every single week I learn something new and enable to challenge myself in ways that I never thought possible. Um, just last week I was able to lead a meditation um, for the Mindfulness Moments celebration, and that was such a big step for me as meditation has been such an important thing for me in my own personal life, but being able to share that with people is such a different experience. And that provided me with such a great challenge and learning opportunity and growth opportunity. 
So I have felt so grateful and humbled in my experience here at Cascadia Behavioral Healthcare. Um, even though my job title is a mental health first aid facilitator, I feel like I've been able to do so much and um, so many other projects and become a part of so many different teams here at Cascadia and part of a community of such kind and genuine people who really care about the work they're doing and really want to serve the community in the best way possible. So with that said, following the fashion of the past episodes, whole healthcare means to me that we are addressing each individual as a whole being. We are valuing their experiences, their histories, their stories, their past trauma and feelings. And we're letting that inform the support that we are giving them. Thankfully, Cascadia has such a diverse group of physicians and support people and trainers who are here to help people in the best way possible in a way that is open and collaborative. And that is so important to me to be a part of an organization that values that, that values that collaboration, that values diversity, that values equity that values each individual as a whole. And I just feel so grateful for this opportunity to be here again, to share this space with you all, to share a little bit about my experience and my story and my history. And I look forward to the future episodes with you all on this podcast. Thank you all so much and happy Mental Health Awareness Month.